Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to episode 239 of the Not Your Mama's Pot. That is not what this is called. Let's try that again. In five, four, three, it's been a long day. Two, one. Hello, and welcome to episode 239 of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, podcast where we talk about living, working, playing, and existing in and around the games industry. And we do so from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman and I'm associate professor here at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana. And I am joined tonight by uh, two of our co-hosts, Victoria Brager and Jordan Lukomsky. Hey y'all, how are ya? Doing okay. Doing okay, okay. So Jordan, who are you? You've already said, how are you? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jordan. I work as an outsource environment artist at That's No Moon in Los Angeles, um, where I work on some pretty fun, cool stuff that I'll talk about at some time in the future. Stuff and things, things and stuff. And we are also joined by Victoria Brager. Victoria, welcome back. Hi, thanks. Who are you? I am. I'm Victoria. I'm a PhD candidate at Purdue. I study games, technically rhetoric and composition, but we don't tell anybody that. (laughs) And I look at controllers and gamer identity. Sweet. (laughs) Rhetoric and composition, but we don't tell anybody that. We don't tell anybody. Nobody knows what that (laughs) means, really. They're like, oh, and? Oh, no. I I study the video games. It's so much easier, so much easier to say that. <laughs> All right. So y'all, we'll start with our usual, what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking in that order. Um, and uh, Jordan, how, uh, how about you? What are you playing lately? I'm playing some of the games that I was playing earlier a few months ago. We put a pause on just because... It's going to take a while to get through it. Uh, and that's Lego Skywalker Saga. Um, we started that one back up. Uh, I think we're on like movie six. Oh, yeah. Oh. Episode six. So we're 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 getting through it. I think that means like we're slightly over halfway in terms of at least like content wise. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not the collectibles. There's over a thousand collectibles in that game. Um, but we're still having a lot of fun with it. Just, I don't know. Jedi, Lego, just pretty much like any other Lego game 
even if you're playing the Jurassic Park one, just destroying Lego stuff. Um, that's did you see that there was a, a they that they dropped the trailer for the new season of The Mandalorian? I actually did not. Yep, season three of The Mandalorian starts March first. What? Yeah, no, I totally missed that. Like I was seeing some other stuff like pop up here and there, but I didn't realize that that one had mm-hmm. been announced for its upcoming release. Oh, well, that's exciting. Maybe they'll come out with more um, Lego characters for the game then, because I know they've been doing a pretty good job of like adding a bunch of characters from the other stories. So that's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then also playing Pokemon Violet, continuing that. And yeah, just some of our tabletop RPG games, Avatar Legends, we finally started our group with that game and continuing D&D a little bit in the background. Nice. All right. What about you, Victoria? What are you playing? Uh, a lot of the same, because that's that's kind of what I do so fallout 76 came out with a new season in december so i have to complete that because there are stuffed animals in it and i just spent a lot of time decorating my base with every stuffed animal in that game because it means to me in a post-apocalyptic world there is somebody out there still making stuffed animals because there are stuffed animals of like the cryptids and the mutants and the things that are in fallout and so that brings me joy and so there were more stuffed animals i have to go back to fallout 76 and collect them (laughs) it's the rule i don't make the rules but that is the rule there you Um, go modern warfare 2 i really enjoy dmz i don't really enjoy the rest of the game but i really like dmz so therefore i'm still playing black ops cold war I see that all the time. I know. <laughs> I know. And every time I boot it up, I'm like, am I visible on Discord right now? Is this Sam online on Xbox? Can she see me? Is she judging me? Oh, I am. Every time. <laughs> every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I started playing Crusader Kings 3 again because I achievement hunt on that game. And I was like, well, you know, it sounds like fun booting this back up over break. So I got a, I got a new realm to run started core keeper recently not quite sure how i feel about it's not a game that i can play solo like i have to play that with friends because otherwise i'm very bored in it same i understand that one yeah and grounded been playing that with my group as well yeah grounded i i can't the 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 uh, the bugs bugs. the bugs yeah i can't i (laughs) do not like bugs um and have like a big phobia of the like buzzing sounds even will start freaking me out um Mm -hmm. because i i'm allergic to wasps so i'm terrified of them because i don't want to die and and so like things buzz around me and i will like sit sit like panic and run away and um but for whatever reason i do not have a problem with the bugs in in game and there are two people in my friend group who don't have arachnophobia, but turned the arachnophobia filter on because the spiders were so freaky. And then I did something yeah. very cruel to my friend Aaron, and he listens to the podcast. So I'm sorry, Aaron, for me putting a stuffed spider in the middle of our base in the bedroom so that when you opened the door, it was the first thing that greeted you. That is horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. You got so quiet. Because we were we were like closing down for the night. We're like, all right, we gotta go to bed and everything. And Aaron's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna run up to my bedroom and 
put my stuff in my nightstand and I just hear like the door open and he just like gasps and like freaks out and he goes Tori that's so mean <laughs> I'm like I'm so sorry Aaron yeah so I okay I don't like spiders and I'm not so I'm not arachnophobic but I really hate spiders it's the skittering noise that they make oh that yeah I can't I cannot deal with is the yeah, skittering noise they didn't they didn't I think the only thing that they put uh phobia visuals like accessible visual uh th- accessible parameters on was for the visuals mm-hmm. and and, and it's still it's still creepy yeah it's still creepy even with the arachnophobia mode on but the skittering I, noise no I found it creepier with the arachnophobia filter on because then it's just like a bobbing fuzzy mm-hmm. that skitters coming at you that's that skitters. Skitters. yep yep nope that's why I, I tried and the the ants skitter too yes and yeah. the ants are mean no the ants are nice no the, they're not well the, <laughs> they destroy the your work- stuff yeah we had we had to build walls around everything because they were st- they were stealing our food off of our uh cooking spit mm-hmm. so we had to and they would tear everything it. down to get to it. Just yeah. rude. So we put palisades up. We have we have very large walls. Mm. Yeah. I have a pet aphid right now, and it's it's in the uh, why because it's adorable, <laughs> and it is in the most fortress area that we have. In fact, our walls aren't even like so. It goes levels one, two, and three. The level three is top. Our walls aren't even level three walls. But I gave this aphid level three walls because I was like, it can't die. <laughs> To keep it safe. Its name is Ferris and it's being kept safe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm playing. Too many games. I'm playing too many games right now. All right. So I guess it's my turn. I'm always playing too many games, I feel like. Um, <clears throat> so what I'm playing, um, two of them are kind of connected. Uh, first of all, I am playing, currently playing God of War Ragnarok. Um, because I decided that over Christmas break, I wanted to, um, play God of War and, um, but I did not want to take my whole stream set up <clears throat> apart, um, in order to take my PlayStation into the game room. And I have been meaning to buy a PlayStation for the game room anyway, um, because we didn't have a PlayStation five in there, just a four. and. So we, so, and that's where P plays most of the time. So she couldn't really play any of the new games. She had to hang out in my office to play new games. Um, so I went ahead and, and for Christmas, I bought myself a PlayStation five, the God of War edition. Um, and so I was setting it up and I was installing God of War Ragnarok and I was installing some other stuff. Um, and I was like, <clears throat> and I don't know why stuff that I've already like played and finished. Um, and then I was like, oh, look. I'm going to install Miles Morales. So, uh, and then Miles Morales, for some reason, finished installing before God of War Ragnarok did. Um, So I restarted. (laughs) I restarted Miles Morales um, instead of playing God of War Ragnarok, which is the whole reason I bought the PlayStation to begin with. Um, So I just started God of War like last weekend. (laughs) Because I was replaying Miles Morales is dead. Because I love that game. 
Um, so I've been playing God of War, Ragnarok, and Miles Morales. I've also um been playing Pokemon Violet. Um, I finished it a long time ago. Uh, but um you after you finish like the end game, you can do Pokemon raids for like the seven star raids. Um, so I've been doing the the seven star Pokemon raids. The the last one was um this weekend, uh, now last weekend, uh, was the, was Cinderace, um, which was, um, which was my starter, um, in, um, was that two Pokemons ago, three Pokemons ago? God, there's been like 47 Pokemons since then. Um, so I was excited because I like Cinderace. He's so cute. Uh, so I was, uh, been doing the Pokemon raids and I think there's another one coming up this weekend, for oh god who is it this weekend is it lucario this weekend um but i think it's pretty interesting because they literally have it set up like as in-game content like end game end game content and you can't even do those seven star raids until you have completely finished the game um which is which is interesting um because i feel like they it's like incentive for folks to finish like finish finish the game because i know a lot of people who don't finish finish the game but because they've been wanting to run the those seven star raids um have been finishing the game because they you know i've been talking to folks they were like so what do we have to do where can we run raids and i'm like did you finish they were like yeah i'm like no no did you finish and they were like no i was like then you can't run raids yeah so you have to finish finish the game and then do 10 other raids that are four star or higher before like the six and seven star raids even open up to you. And they're running though the seven star raids like on a like limited time thing. So <clears throat> I think uh, they run them twice in a month and it's just like on the weekends or whatever. So if you don't catch them, um, you don't catch them then you don't get them. Um, so, but they've got uh, some, I think the seven star Lucario is this weekend. They also have um, some three and four um, star raids with some Pokemon from the Paldea region. That, that's the only way you're going to be able to get them um, a different weekend, uh, a different weekend this month. So it's pretty interesting the way that they're doing that. It feels kind of weird um, to be pushing Pokemon like that, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't, I don't mind. It, it's kept me going back because usually by now I would have finished it. Um, I would have finished the game and uninstalled it. Um, <laughs> but it's got me still playing. And I keep, and because I need different Pokemon to do the raids um, with different traits, I actually will like go in, find the right Pokemon that I need for the raid, get it up to a level hundred and then do the raids. So I'm still like actively playing the game, which is pretty weird. Um, and then I've been playing two other games, um, that I tried out. Both of them are, um, well, Lens Island is in early access. It is a, it's a survival game, um, but it doesn't feel very survival-y. It feels almost, um, more like just a farming sim than a survival game unless you unless you start going looking for stuff in areas where things really are trying to murder your face um but um it's a good game and uh it's in early it's in early access um and i've been having fun with that one 
Um, the other one is Kinseed, which I think was in early access for like, I want to say like four years. I think that's the one that just came out of early access like a month or so ago. And I've been playing that. That's another kind of medieval-ish farming simulator um, where, so it does a thing that I don't usually like. <laughs> And that's that your character gets old and actually dies. And then like your um, your offspring will take over for you um, in the longer. And then your offspring dies and then their offspring takes over. So it's like a it's like a, a, a whole kind of ancestral um, farming simulator. And I usually don't like that because I, I don't like for the character I'm playing to die. That's why I don't let my Sims die in the Sims. It sounds like wholesome Crusader Kings. <laughs> wholesome farming simulator with Crusader Kings mechanics. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but uh, I've played, I think I played about 10 hours of that or so. No, that's a lie. I played about 10 hours of Lindsay Island because that's an early access. And then I was like, I'll wait until like more like a big update comes or the game comes out of early access but i've been playing kinsey and kinsey's been a lot of fun um also uh for some reason not in and we know why um over the break i bought like 47 new farming simulators <laughs> because steam sale um and a bunch of them are in early access <clears throat> um but some of them had just come out and i have all these new farming simulators um that uh that I need to try out including one that Jordan talked about I think last time what is it against the storm is that what it's called yeah it's it was a pretty fun one yeah so I bought that one I have not played it yet it's got like like mist more mystical characters than humans so it's got like beavers and goblins and stuff like that and it looks super cute and I was like I need to play this and Jordan had fun with it um so if I don't like it I'll just blame Jordan I'm just kidding I'm just I mean that's totally fine I will say the first 10 minutes at least for me I don't know if it was just a me thing but like the first two minutes like I was like tutorial I'm gonna play the tutorial because I don't play a whole lot of these types of games um and there's a lot to it so I started it first two minutes went fine, but then for some reason after the first two minutes for the next hour, I could not figure out what to click or do next. And I was Googling stuff because it was so new. There wasn't much on it. I was like, what do I do? And I just see like the, the bar that tracks your progress. There's two bars, one that tracks your progress and one that tracks like um, an end condition in which you lose. So you're trying to balance out the two. Mm -hmm. Um, which is another fun aspect of it. But yeah, I was struggling so hard and I don't know how I did it, but I like restarted the game and uh, just managed to click the right button, I guess, because I was like, oh, it's that button. And from there it was fine. And I played the first few levels and I was really enjoying it. I'm not super far in it, but yeah, just a warning on the tutorial. I got really stuck and frustrated. <laughs> so what you're saying is when I get stuck, call you. <laughs> Uh, you could but I don't think I'd have an answer for you I've probably forgotten <laughs> all right okay okay I'll take that I'll take that all right uh so that's what we're playing what are we reading um Victoria we'll start with you again what are you reading Bear by Prince Harry Okay, so I gotta ask <laughs> because no 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 yeah in the show no she said don't judge me I 
want to read that for some strange reason. And I don't read that kind of stuff. Okay, so I have no interest in the Royals, right? None. Me either. Like, I have no interest in the Royals. But just the title, I'm like, how provocative. I know, right? Aaron like, is spare. Because they the called that spare. kid. They've called yeah. that kid a, the spare since he was born. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, how provocative. And he's been, like, even in the, I've watched, I watched the documentary on Netflix over break because I was like this is just they're so open and public about everything mm-hmm. that's been happening and I'm like I I want I want to read his take on all of this and then when it came out that it was titled spare I yeah. was like wow yeah I have to read that <laughs> yeah that's what got me too that's what got me too I was like because they have called and people were so mad and people in the UK were so mad they were like how dare he blah 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 I was like, y'all people, that's not what I called them when I said it, have been calling that child the spare since he was born. You think he didn't notice? You think that y'all weren't treating him like the extra, like the unneeded, like the we have you in case something horrible happens to your older brother who we really want? (laughs) I mean, y'all yeah. think, oh my gosh. And, yeah. and even in the first chapter, like he acknowledges being the spare and that and his expectations of being a Windsor was just, yeah, if, you know, maybe he'd have to one day give up a kidney or bone marrow or anything else. Like this, this is what he would be expected to do. And he talks about Charles telling Diana the day he was born that, an heir and a spare, my work is done. And then he goes off and visits Camilla. And I was like, this is just so provocative. This whole thing is just, he's just tackling it like in head on in the, in the first chapters. I was like, wow. So yeah, I have no interest in the Royal family. And then this came out and I'm like, I feel like I should watch the crown and other things. Like, (laughs) I feel like I should be reading and watching this stuff. Yeah. And doing deep dives on things like going down a Wikipedia rabbit hole. I feel like this is what I should be doing in my spare time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, and wow, how provocative. The funny thing is, is that um, I, is I was ordering the new the new book that I was that I'm reading now. And I really almost put it in my cart. I was like, I want to read this. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I want to, but I shouldn't. Because again. <laughs> you know. why but I i'm probably gonna you, end you up can, reading it yeah you can lend things on kindle right probably you can yeah if you, if i can lend things on certain kindle, books I'll just be like, certain books not may, all of them yeah if i can lend this book i'll be like here you go sam <laughs> <laughs> read the provocative title <laughs> you don't read juicy memoirs about things now you do i <sighs> know uh, i'm i'm intrigued i'm intrigued all right. I'm sorry. Jordan, what you reading? <laughs> I am reading something that I was just like, I need a comfort book. And read the spare just... with us. <laughs> I don't know kidding. if that'd be it's a comfort new, book. It's our, it's our new book club. <laughs> it's it's the YMG book though. club. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. It does sound interesting. But yeah, no, I definitely was like, I need something super, maybe not like lighthearted, but something that I just really enjoy that's a bit on the lighter side. So I've been reading a lot of the uh, 
Avatar Legend of Korra comics, um, Ruins of the Empire and Turf Wars. And then they just came out with uh, an anthology series with many stories, mostly taking part in that time called Patterns in Time. Um, and Turf Wars follows Korra and Asami's relationship right after the finale and takes place from there. Um, so it's really interesting to see like what happens with these characters uh, after the show ended. But yeah, no, just really needed something that I really enjoyed and was lighthearted. It feels very, there's a lot going on in the creative space right now. And it feels very, um, I mean, stuff is always happening, but it seems like there's a lot of stuff happening at once, like with the, the AI generation and ArtStation and DeviantArt, which our mm -hmm. communities I'm pretty active on. Um, and then obviously NFTs were earlier and now uh, the whole open gaming license with D&D &D and third-party content creators. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a lot. Um, there's a, it's, it's a shit show everywhere, yeah. <laughs> yep. And so I was like, I want to read something and look at something that is beautiful artwork, artsy, and all that good stuff. Good mm -hmm. characters, good narration. Nice. Sounds good. So for me, I finished um, Lake Lore. Um, that was a book by Anna Marie McLemore that I had been reading for a while for book club. I had to finish it because book club was last week. <laughs> um, so I finished that over break. Um, and it was a really good book. It was a really good book. I'm not going to say it's the best book I read, but it was an enjoyable read, right? It was an enjoyable read. Um, um, it's two non-binary characters um, that are kind of going through some identity exploration. I was afraid it was going to be like romance. And I, y'all know I hate romance, um, romance books. Um, but um, there was attraction without romance, which was, which was, which was, uh, which was, which was good for me. Um, and it was a, kind of about mysticism and magic and like this, um, this underwater world that existed that came into existence because of their dealings with, um, with things like mental health, um, and crafting, which is always a big deal for me. Um, and so I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed my time with that one, I have to say. Um, and then I started reading um, something that I have been seeing um, a, uh, like everywhere uh, for a while. And then I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to read this book. Uh, and, and I could not find it anywhere. It was sold out everywhere in town. And I even ended up having to wait two weeks. It was sold out even like online um, in like the indie book, the indie bookstore online that I go to, it was sold out on Barnes and Noble. Um, and I ended up having to wait like two weeks for it to come from Amazon. Um, it's Babel by um, R.F. Quang, um, who is, um, it's Rebecca Quang, who wrote the, um, the Poppy Wars trilogy. Um, and it's a, a really interesting book about, it's about um, language, translation, um, uh, race, and colonialism. Um, 
so long story short, I'm going to be as brief and as vague as I can with the description, but while still saying what it's about, it's about a um, a Chinese uh, boy who um, goes to work with a British professor um, after some horrible shit happens uh, <laughs> to learn all of these languages so that he can one day study at the like Oxford School for Translation um, that's appropriately called Babel, uh, like the Tower of, uh, from the Bible. And um, while he's there, he starts to to learn that um, much like real life, <laughs> um, that language is tied up in colonialism. Um, and he's going to have to make real choices about his um, his own identity and his own heritage uh, versus this uh, kind of colonized academy. Uh, and it's ma- and it's all magic based too. It's all magic based. So it's language and magic, and and this all this language and magic is is wrapped up in this this battle of for lack of a better phrase, good versus evil. Um, And I just started it. And like, even like at the very beginning, um, I was like, I don't know if I can read this book. This is hard. I'm gonna need a light book to read alongside this. (laughs) The book's not hard, like a hard read, but it's pretty hard hitting. So I might have to pick up spare to read alongside that (laughs) because yeah. because, you know, for a number of different reasons, uh, right, when we start thinking about, like, race, identity, um, colonialism, and elitism, um, as a, you know, as a Black academic, um, this book is hitting a little close to home. <laughs> but so far, I'm enjoying it. So far, I'm enjoying it. But I am going to need, I am going to need something a little lighter to uh, read alongside that. Because, it, I can I can see myself being like I'm not reading nothing today if I'm just reading that, so we shall see we shall see. Um, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? Victoria, tell us what fun thing you're drinking. Strawberry lemonade. I want a strawberry lemonade. It's really good. I want a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade with vodka sounds really good right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got that, but I do got strawberry lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and Jordan, what are you drinking? Um, hopefully strawberry lemonade in the future. Every time I get <laughs> done with this podcast, I'm always adding like three things to the grocery list. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. Strawberry lemonade, raspberry lemonade. Oh, those mm-hmm. are so good. Lemonade is just really good. All the flavors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is such a perfect mix. Um, I am drinking Goose Island's Tropical uh, Beer Hug, but it has an image of a bear with neon pink sunglasses. Um, I had no idea what it was. I just saw the pretty colors and was like, I have Podcast Tuesday. If you got pretty colors and weird graphics, I'm probably going to grab it. Um, But it is an Imperial IPA. Mm. so not good, but I like it because I like FPAs. What flavors uh, are in it that make it tropical? Can you tell, or is it just fruity? 
Um, I mean, <laughs> most of the IPAs, they, I cannot tell a difference. Like I, more stouts and ciders, I can definitely taste a difference in pretty massively, but IPAs all kind of blend together for me and it does not have a description. All tastes like hops. Yeah. <laughs> Don't matter what you mix in, it tastes like hops. You put one drop of like orange and one drop of pineapple and now it's a <laughs> tropical IPA. Uh-huh. Yeah. It still tastes like hops. I got you. I got you. Um, I am drinking a a, a whiskey ginger because I was craving a whiskey ginger. Um, and so I um in my grocery order, I ordered my usual fever tree ginger beer, the light one. And I love, uh, if you're looking for it, like a light ginger beer, Fever Tree is really good because Fever Tree is super like ginger forward, right? It's like punchy in the face with ginger. And I like like strong ginger beer like that. And what they do with their light, instead of putting artificial sweetener in it, um, because ginger is naturally sweet, they just cut back on the sugar. And you really, really can't tell. Um, it's a little, you know, it's less, it's less sweet than their regular. Um, and because it's got less sugar, it's got less calories or whatever, but, um, um, but it's really good. And so, um, apparently they were out of fever tree, um, when they did my grocery order. So they chose another, um, kind of fancy kind of fancy ginger beer and they chose reeds um and it's the reeds zero and i didn't even pay any attention to it until we were talking right before um right before we started the podcast because i just like brought it home stuck it in the fridge um because i i don't know why i would assume this that it was made the same way as the um fever tree because you know it's a it's not as spendy as the fever tree but it's not like tanner to dry <laughs> but um and we were talking and every time it got near my face it made me cough <laughs> and i was like what is this i can't even breathe this in um and finally i took a sip of it i'm like this doesn't even taste like ginger really it's kind of horrible and then i looked at the can um and it's the ingredients are sparkling filtered water which is fine a sweetener blend this is where we go terribly wrong um erythritol stevia which i hate in everything and monk fruit uh, extract um and then pressed organic ginger um, and citric acid. It's got citric acid. It tastes very lemony. It is watery and lemony um, with horrible tastes of artificial sweeteners. I don't mind most artificial sweeteners, but all three of these artificial sweeteners, I don't like. <laughs> so I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And I'm probably going to pour it down the drain because there's nobody here who's going to drink it, um, including me. I'm drinking it right now because it was already in my cup and I and I was like, I already put my booze in here. Um, not that I would just drink it because it already had my booze in it, but because also I didn't want us to be late with me going downstairs and making a new beverage. Um, so 
reads all natural real ginger ale the zero version do not buy do not buy it's got three horrible unless you like erythritol stevia and monk fruit extract all mixed together i apparently do not and apparently when it comes close to my face it makes me cough um so yeah don't buy that <laughs> I was about to say you skipped the best part of how you have to hold your breath. I had to, I had to hold my breath. And, and Jordan was like, that sounds like you're going through a lot. I was like, yeah, whenever I want to take a sip, I have to hold my breath because I cannot. Yeah. It aerosolizes, I guess, those three artificial sweeteners and tries to murder me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my IPA again. Uh, but no, I'll take it over that. Definitely. <laughs> yep. That was like the, what was the, what was the wine that taste? What was the, the wine? Gasoline and uh, stone. Stone and gas. And yeah. See, I'm, I am not doing well last couple of podcasts with, with my drink choices. I need to go back. Last time I think I had a sneaky sneaky. I'm going back to what I know. I'm going to do, if I don't have Fever Tree and um, Uncle Nearest, I'm going to be drinking Sneaky Sneakies or Ciders. I'm going to stop trying new stuff because it just don't work. Or, or if it's a wine, if it's wine that I've had a million times, I will drink it. I'm not getting nothing new because other, otherwise I'm drinking gasoline and rocks or I don't know, something that's trying to murder me. So yeah, that's, that's, that's all there. That's all there. All right. So that is our usual. What we're playing, what we're reading, and what we're drinking. I know you are all enthralled. But (laughs) what we're talking about this week, uh, I think we wrapped up 2022 with our uh, top five games of 2022. We thought that the best way I thought that I was and 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 Victoria and Jordan agreed that a good way to kick off 2023 might be look might be the top five games we're looking forward to in 2023. Um, so I don't know if y'all have listed y'all's uh in order, like one to five or what have you, um, or if you just have five. Um, but let's 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 start from five if y'all have one to five. What is the number five game that you are most looking forward to in 2023? And Jordan, how about we start with you this time? We started with Victoria for the last couple of rounds. Um, So my number five, I know I've been talking a lot about Avatar recently, um, but the number five is Avatar Generations, which is a mobile game. Um, they released it actually technically last year. It was a temporary release with only like a few locations to see what reception it got and also to help uh, QA and whatnot. But they successfully did that and they announced just a few days ago that they're going to release it to um, the rest of North America and the, I think, South America as well. So they're expanding their release. Uh, yeah, and it looks like a cute mobile game. I don't play too much on my phone, and usually when I'm out walking about, I don't like to take my Switch. Um, I know Switch is more for traveling, but I still don't like taking it unless I'm doing, like, big travel. Um, 
So yeah, it'll be nice to have something on my phone. And it looks like it kind of just follows the original characters through their story, but it's like turn-based combat and I'm always down for anything Avatar. It's super exciting to see the studio grow and releasing more and more in the universe. Um, That's also why I've been talking about it too, because they've had like a different announcement every week for the past like eight weeks so it's been it's been a good time avatar generations on mobile android and ios specifically nice okay i'm I'm, i want to check that out i've been seeing a lot like posted about it but i haven't really looked looked because i'm still deep in my deep in my marvel snap hole so um. Yeah, we'll see. Because they, they really haven't released a ton. They've just kind of announced one trailer and that they're expanding the release. But yeah, they're officially opening it up. And I don't think there's a lot of paid content in there. But if there is, I'm spending way too much money. Um, <laughs> but yeah, number five. Yeah, I see a lot of people talking about it. Um, all right. What about you, Victoria? What's your number five? Uh, my number five is Deliver Us Mars. Oh, that's a, a base builder kind of, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the sci-fi adventure. And I was like, this looks like fun. Yeah, um, I think I saw that one. That one does look fun. Recovering Ark colony ships. Like mm. I was like, this just looks like a great time. I was really interested in the trailer and kind of sold on it from the trailer. So I, I don't really under get what the story is yet, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. As we know from the games that I like to play, I, I'm just like sold on a trailer. what it's about i don't know but it's gonna be a good time so yep see and i'm the opposite i'm like i it looks interesting but i don't know what that game is about uh okay i can sit on my couch and play it so perfect yeah yeah that's perfect um so my number five is maneko's night market um because it's cute and it's got cats and there's like a cat god and you go around and you save cats and there's like secret FBI agents in it um, that are trying to capture all the cats because I guess they want to capture the cat god. So you're like going around rescuing cats at night. Um, and there's also the market. There's like the farming simulator slash market element. And I've been waiting for this game forever. They announced this game like, what, two, three years ago? And they kept saying it was coming. Then it was coming in 2022. Then it got pushed to like fall of 2022. Then it was like winter 2022. And then they pushed it finally like low key, just like one day. They released a new trailer and it just said 2023. And I was so sad, but it's going to come out this year. I know it. And um, so I'm really looking forward to Mecco's Night Market because Cat God. That sounds so good, but can you tell from the trailers if the cats get hurt? It like does not it... look like it because they just have them in like little like bamboo. Like you know how they make the the little bamboo traps like in um in uh don't starve that has like a little stick and they go in and then the, the little tra- the little cage falls down on top of them and she just like sneaks up behind the FBI agents and lifts lifts up the and lifts up the little the little cage and the cats run away. So it doesn't look like the cats are getting hurt. <clears throat> and there's a, there's a giant cat God. There's a giant get cat God who like rescues her one night when she falls asleep, like out in the woods and brings her back into town. And he's so cute. So it doesn't look like the cats get hurt. Cause it's, it is a very cute game. It's a very cutesy game. I think it's supposed to be very cozy. 
Um, so I would say my guess would be no, but um, don't 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 hold me to that. But it doesn't look like they do it all. Okay, cool. Stray wasn't too bad. It like kind of just faded to black, but it still got me the first time. And I was like, I got to put down this game. Oh, me too. It was the worst. I was like, wait, what the hell is this? What just happened? That's not supposed to happen. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. All right. Um, so Jordan, what's your number four? Um, my number four is for the King two. Uh, it also just kind of says it has a 2023 release date. Um, I think they may have updated it to say quarter one or quarter two, but it is a uh, second installment of for the King where it's seeming like it's overall the same premise, slightly different story, um, but mostly updated graphics, updated gameplay. It's still turn-based, like a tabletop RPG where you move your pieces around the board and then you uh, have encounters or you can buy stuff at shops. Um, But it looks like they're updating it a little bit to where it's still turn-based, but you have at least a little bit of movement on a grid, almost like XCOM, but you are separated on your different sides of your board. So you can move to different spots to get different like covers or advantages, but um, you still can't go over to the other side. And they've increased the amount of customization you can have for your characters. And me and my friends have just had so much fun playing the first For the King uh, and all the different game modes. Originally, it's only three players, but they're upping it to four. Uh, And this isn't part of the game, but I don't know what it, is about that game uh, maybe it's just the fact that it is kind of like a tabletop rpg uh, experience but we all just really get into our characters and we always try to create like a squad or a theme around that playthrough because it is a roguelike where you will probably um, need to start over multiple times um but yeah, when I heard them announce it a few months before the end of 2022, I was like, well, that's immediately on um, my top five. That sounds for the king. I did too. I did I'm too. I have to check this out. Also, I looked at, I'm just sitting here Googling things as you guys talk about them. And less polygons, it looks like, like a more refined art style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely both stylistic. And the first one had a little bit of polygon too, but this one is definitely a little bit different. And I I don't want to say more colorful. Maybe it's just like the screen I'm watching it on is different, but oh my gosh, it just looks like a delight. No, it does. I'm I'm looking at it too. Now it does look more colorful. Like the colors are brighter. There were lots of autumnal colors in that first one. This one seems uh, brighter. There's like, bright greens and blues it looks fun and it does just say 2023 (laughs) okay well i'm gonna add that to my wish list (laughs) yep why do we sell each other video games and books all the time i know i'm sitting here with like tabs open i'm like neko's night market (laughs) or the king too yep all right and we'll add it to my wish list. What about you, Victoria? What's your number four? All right. So since Jordan led the way with just says 2023, I'm also, <laughs> thank you, Jordan, because I was like, I have to wait for somebody to like lead the way. It doesn't have a date yet, but Hollow Knight Silk Song, I'm really looking forward to. I, I am I've, 
I'm sorry. I, I finished Hollow Knight last year. Like mm-hmm. I hadn't played it before last year. And so I was like, oh, I really want to play as the Hornet with the needle. Like I really want to play as her. And now it's coming out in 2023 sometime fingers crossed i am kind of disappointed for you because i was so sure that um silk song was going to be one of the stealth drops during that um during the nintendo switch advent calendar thing that they did right um at christmas Mm -hmm. i was so sure and i was so excited for you i was like victoria's finally gonna get silk song and no nothing nothing no and just that quiet. scares me that scares me like is, is the game gonna ever come out <laughs> i mean i'm sorry i shouldn't say that it's gonna come out and it's gonna be fabulous um and i'm hoping that for you because i've been waiting for sports story for the same amount of time well longer <laughs> and it came out finally in that advent calendar thing and it's so horribly broken that the devs oh, built no. a secret room where if you go in and talk to the devs in the secret room, they are shit talking the whole company. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, what was what was that game? Um in the 90s, he got fired. And so he built this secret like Easter egg room in Oh my goodness, I can't remember. It was like one of the first Easter eggs. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, but that's what it reminds me of is that they they like created a secret room they could go into. Uh-huh. Oh my god. And goodness. it made me so sad because I immediately, as soon as they announced it, I immediately ran and grabbed my switch and bought it. Um, and it hurt my feelings. <laughs> it hurt my feelings. I've been waiting for that game for like five years. <laughs> Oh, well, life happens. Life happens. All right. Let's see. Silk Song is your four. Um, I'm hard. Okay, I'm hard. I've been thinking hard. My four, because all I have is this unnumbered list. I'm going to say my four is... Oh, uh, don't kill me. Y'all, the people listening. It's Legend of Zelda, um, Tears of the Kingdom. I was I'm I'm torn because they nope, I'm taking it back. I'm gonna take it back. It's not. My four is Octopath Traveler 2. My four is Octopath Traveler 2. Um Octopath Traveler 2. I really enjoyed Octopath Traveler. Um, and I have already ordered the physical physical collector's edition of Octopath Traveler 2. Um and it's from Square Enix. So, you know, one, it's going to be $700 for the, the collector's edition and another 450 for shipping because they ain't got no sense. And they ship everything from overseas and charge you like ridiculous. I hate when I buy stuff because I'll buy like the Final Fantasy 14 stuffies from um, Square Enix and the stuffies will already be expensive. They'll be like $60 and then there'll be another $20 for shipping. Um. And so I don't know why I do it to myself, but I really want um, the collector's edition because I really loved, and this is, I think this is saying a lot that Octopath Traveler 2 or Legends of Zelda were going to be my four in terms of how I feel about my top five. Um, But yeah, Octopath Traveler 2, the collector's edition, I'm super excited for it. That comes out next month. Um, 
Uh, and if y'all don't know, it's called Octopath because you 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 generally have um, eight different party members that you come across and band together, and they have these storylines and these quest lines that you have to fulfill um, that are very interesting. Um, last time we had um, we had warriors um, who uh, felt like they had failed um, failed their uh, though those they were. To protect, I'm keeping it simple. Um, we had uh the the dancer slash lady of the evening um who was going out to avenge, uh, who was going out to avenge a loved one. We had all these great stories, um, and um, I really enjoyed it because the stories were kind of shocking, right? Because you were like, wait. She's working in that place. Is she a lady of the evening? Sex work is real work. Um, so uh, I'm really looking forward to the stories that are going to come through with Octopath Traveler 2. But that's my number four. Um, number three. Jordan, what's your number three? Um, my number three is a game that I kickstarted. But even though the Kickstarter is closed, they have a demo out and you can still wishlist it on Steam. Uh, that is Spirit Swap Lo-Fi Beats to Match 3-2. And I don't play a ton of Match 3 games, but I used to. And even now, like I'll occasionally download one and I just find them so relaxing and... I always spend a ton of time on them. I finish them. I remember Bejeweled. I would play a ton of when I was uh, younger. So I'm super excited about this one because it's not just match three. And I'll read their summary because they summarize it very well. But it it is an action puzzle game set in a lush narrative-driven world of witchy demons. Cast spells, be queer, and crash the biggest concert of the year. And the art style just looks lovely. There's so much colors uh, and they pull it off so well. It's really hard to do a lot of colors and still look really cohesive. And this game looks fantastic. I'm so excited to match three, but also just learn more about these characters. Cause it does seem like even though the main game element is uh, obviously the match three puzzles, there is like a narrative. There's a lot about these characters to learn and discover. Yeah, that one looks really interesting. I'm I'm excited for that one. I love match three games. Um, and P calls them all Candy Crush clones. She's like, are you playing another Candy Crush clone? I'm like, look, it was the original Candy Crush-ish game that came before Candy Crush. Because I was like, they kept you fed when you were a baby. And she was like, what? I was like, because when she was an infant, like a tiny, when I had to get up in the middle of the night, I would, because she had bad acid reflux, so I had to hold her upright for... Um, for like a uh, half an hour, 45 minutes after she ate every time. Um, so I would strap her on and play Bejeweled um, <laughs> until it was time to go back to bed. <laughs> so I love, I love kind of match three games. So I'm excited for that one too. All right, uh, Victoria, what's your number three? My number three is Diablo 4. That's a good one. I yep. like Diablo. I like Diablo. Yep. Uh, it'll, I don't, I don't think it. So me and my group are always constantly looking for a game that will support four players 
right? So we have like grounded, we have divinity, original sin too. And I think we're always uh, looking for the next divinity kind mm -hmm. of that will like that we can sink a hundred hours into. So I have I have high hopes for Diablo four. Yeah. And then if it's anything like Diablo three, then they'll they'll turn to seasons after that. So you'll get yeah. to you'll have it'll have that replayable replay replayability aspect to it. Again. So I, I have high hopes. Yeah. All right. So my number three is. All right, I'm I'm putting it here. I'm putting it here. Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, is my is my number three. Um, and I know that that's that's gonna be sacrilegious, um, to some folks because they're gonna feel like it should be number one. I don't know. I don't know. I guess because I play so much Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and I enjoy it, but I play so many games like that that have been, um, in the interim right, that have been Zelda-like games, if I had not, like, seriously been playing one all the time for, like, the last five years, it might be higher up on my list. Um, but I am excited for it. I am excited for it. Um, I'm I'm kind of weirded out by um, prosthetic armed Link. Um, I don't know why, because I don't have, have a problem with folks with prosthetics. Um, it's just, I'm like, what is it? Is is he be, you know, I'm trying to figure out what it is. Is it a prosthetic or is, because, you know, he was like sleep for a hundred years and then like weird stuff started happening. Is he, is he cyborg? What the hell's going on? And I don't know what's going on. So I, I don't want to say weirded out. I am confused. That's not weirded out is wrong. Well, that's the wrong, it's wrong phrase, wrong terminology. I'm confused by it and I don't know how to receive it. Um, so I think that also makes me a little skeptical. Um, because I, I I'm wondering if they're trying too hard to make it something it's not. Does that make sense? Or no, it makes no sense, does it? Okay, it's fine. <laughs> no, I think that makes sense. <laughs> like, no, it makes no sense. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with it. I'm kind of struggling with it. Maybe. And it's also because we haven't seen a lot of anything about it, which also makes me a little skeptical because it's supposed to be coming out May 12th and we haven't seen any kind of real gameplay. And anytime we're that close and we haven't seen real gameplay, I start saying that's not coming out. Um. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, number two. Victoria, what's your, I mean, nope, Victoria, you're not you. Jordan, what's your number two? We're going in order. <laughs> um, so my number two is Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, I'll stick right on this one and then jump on it's my number two. Um, good follow-up. But yeah, no, uh, I, part of it, maybe after hearing you talk about that, I'm just like projecting too much and hoping too much. I have not played a lot of Legend of Zelda-esque games. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was the first 
uh, Legend of Zelda I've ever played, but it was also the first kind of of that type. And then Pokemon Violet is the second one, um, which is why I think partially why I'm really liking Pokemon Violet. So I haven't been playing too many in the same um, like feeling or themes or genre. Um, but also now I'm thinking, you're right, we haven't seen a lot of gameplay mm-hmm. and maybe I just totally guessed this or maybe it's just my heart um, hoping for it. But uh, obviously I love the Koroks and anything about the Koroks. Um, yeah. And we, I was recently discussing with some of my friends like, okay, like why do you like the Koroks so much? You don't always have to have like a reason for something that you just love. But I started really thinking, okay, why? do I love the Korok so much other than they're adorable and cute and you're bringing the family together and oh my gosh, they're just lovely. Literally my favorite thing probably in any game ever. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it's so perfect for me because you have these adorable Koroks and they have puzzles and I love puzzles. So now you're doing puzzles and all of them are different. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to like figure out like what you're doing and adapt to them. And then on top of that, they help you level up. They give you like an item. So now you're trying to collect them to level up. And when you level up, you get a fantastic dance from their cousin and he gives you upgrades. It just ties so many aspects of gameplay that I love into like one idea. And it's just wrapped into this adorable Korok. So yeah, obviously love Koroks. Don't even know if they're in the second game. Was hoping they were. So that's probably <laughs> mostly why I was my number two. Um, yeah. Okay. Zelda. I was wondering if I missed something because I was sitting here. I was like, have we seen Koroks? I'm just... <laughs> they're going to be there. It's going to be fine. They're going to be there. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I, would, I still really love the general like design and artwork. Um and they just kind of let you loose into the environment because I love exploring environments and I love the puzzles. So I think there mm-hmm. will always be like some aspect of that. But yeah, I hope they have chorus. And the music and the music. Um, we need we need more music. Uh, oh, gosh. We need more music like in the uh, Breath of the Wild where, um, oh, God, it was just in top of my, it was on tip of my tongue and now it just went away. Um, uh, the The town where you had to bring all the people together to rebuild the town. Terrytown? Terrytown. Thank you. I was like, it starts with a T. And I was like, Targaryen. And I was like, no, that is that is the <laughs> stupid dragons. Um, uh, Yeah, Terrytown. And like the music in Terrytown, right? The way the, um, to talk about not only the environmental uh, aspect with like the atmosphere right and the and the and the ambience right um the way i don't know if folks notice when you are like rebuilding Terrytown, every time you build uh bring another another person or another being into Terrytown that comes there to live the the music from their homeland starts to weave its way into the theme song of Terrytown, um and that was one of the most amazing things that I had ever seen in video game music. Um, so I am, I'm really looking forward to Legend of Zelda, not only for the gameplay, but also some of the really innovative stuff that they did with stuff like the music. Um, so, yeah. So, but it's still at three for me. I'm, 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 I still pushed it down to three and it almost made it to four because like I said, I'm getting real skeptical. 
I'm getting real skeptical of whether it's going to get delayed again or if they're going to release it and it's just going to be broken. Um, if they're going to try to rush it, I don't know. I'm not feeling real. I'm not feeling real comfortable with that. I'm not feeling real confident in 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 uh, in in this game right now. But we'll see. Maybe they're just holding off to give us like a huge announcement because they didn't give us crap for like the anniversary. So maybe they're holding off to do some kind of huge announcement like here's 20 minutes of gameplay and the new Legend of Zelda Switch and all these other things, um, remasters of all your favorites like uh, like Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past and like all of these things, right? I'm, so maybe that's what it is, is they're holding it off for this big anniversary boom that we didn't get last year when we should have gotten it. Um, that's what, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping, but I'm skeptical. Um, a new six pack bet. <laughs> it might be, it might be, uh, Victoria, what's your number two? Speaking of games that we haven't seen much gameplay for. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's Starfield. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was on my list last year and it's back on my list this year you thought i'd forget but i didn't i'm still I, holding out oh my gosh <laughs> i i put and i put i put starfield down as a dishonorable mention um, i know i, I saw <laughs> i said starfield because we still don't know what the fuck that game is about or if it's coming out this year <laughs> it's like no man's sky but bethesda so it'll have factions and other things <laughs> And terrible base building mechanics. It's what Bethesda brings. Oh my gosh. I want it to be good though. It'll be fine. It'll be good. It's going to be on day one for Game Pass. There was an article two days ago that maybe leaked that it possibly could be probably pushing again, but we're not going to talk about that. It was two days ago. It's not confirmed. It's going to still be 2023. Well, we'll I think we're going to find out. We may <laughs> find out more. Um, on the 25th, right? Because um, Xbox is doing their own Nintendo Direct on the 25th. Yeah. Um, so that's when Todd Howard that. has to come out and be like, well, guess what? It's going to be 2024. I, I, and I don't trust, <laughs> I don't trust your takes on base building in games because you like Fallout 76. My base in Fallout 76 is gorgeous. But I hate the base building in that game. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I meant by saying it's going to give you <laughs> Bethesda base building mechanics. They're I don't not want great. that. I want better than that. <laughs> then get your No Man's Sky from No Man's Sky from Hello oh Games. Gosh. No, I want good stuff. I want to play Starfield. I played No Man's Sky when it first came out on um, PlayStation, and I enjoyed it. Um, everybody else hated it, but I enjoyed it. I still revisit it. I still have a bunch of ships and a freighter, and I still go around and collect resources and build bases on random planets. Of course you do. Of course I do. <laughs> My husband and I are space explorers. He has a uh, he found a planet with zero gravity and it's dead and it uh it's like a moon, mm -hmm. and so he built a racetrack on it. Oh, and we have like doom buggies and we you can actually race them and you go off a launch and you're just going into space forever because <laughs> there's no gravity. There's it's, no gravity. Yeah. It's fantastic. 
But yeah, Starfield. Starfield is my number two. It's not my number one. It almost could have been my number one if I had just been a little bit more confident that it's going to actually happen this year. <laughs> I have faith. Just Ooh. like I had faith it would happen last year. Yeah, I have no faith. I have, I have faith. I had faith. Until, again, we have seen nothing really of that game other than that CGI trailer. Yeah, other than yeah. the 15-minute gameplay reveal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've seen nothing else, and I don't. And it was so. And the fifteen-minute gameplay reveal was horrible. There's yep. no way. There's no way. Um. So, but I'm gonna hope. I'm gonna hope, amongst hope for you, that it comes out and it's playable. And it's playable. it's a Bethesda game. I don't have much hope for the it's first day, but I will do it. We're gonna we're gonna be looking at wireframes in the t- inside people's heads and fall and falling through the and falling through the ground. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad, but you, it's fine. You, you know that I am such a fangirl for Bethesda that I just put up with all of it. I I know I know I don't like. Understand. I was in the beta for Fallout seventy six. I'm like, wow, this is a bad game. What is it like? Five six years later, almost like I don't know even. Five years later, and I'm still playing Fallout. Still playing it. I'm telling people, telling it got better. It's so much better now. There's people there. It's not just robots. There's just it's just a much better game now. I didn't mind not having the people personally because I don't mind environmental storytelling, and I know a lot of people hated it. But I'm the kind of person like you give me like a Morrowind game or you give me any kind of game where there's like a library or a stack of books, and I'm gonna sit there and read every book in that stack. I don't care. So I'm fine with environmental storytelling. Um, and I know a lot of people aren't because they don't want to read in their video games. But, you know, I'm a nerd. Which, which you know, in, in Fallout, you listen to holotapes. There isn't any mm-hmm. reading. Yeah. It's just and they listen still didn't to like the story. Yeah. Because they want to walk around shooting things. They don't want to listen. And that's fine. And that's fine. But yeah. So Starfield number two. What's your number two? <laughs> My number two is very odd. It's not surprising. It's Fay Farm. Um, which is a very, <laughs> it's a very cute multiplayer farming simulator um, with fairies. Um, and it's just super cute. And I think that um, it's my number two because I love farming simulators, uh, but I don't usually get to play them with people. I don't know who the hell I'm going to play it with because my kid is not going to play them uh, because she thinks farming simulators are too much work. So she's not going to play it with me. So I'm going to have to find somebody to play Fae Farm with me. Um, But I really want to play Fae Farm. And I want to play Fae Farm. I want farming simulators and and cooperative play. And I need somebody to play Fae Farm with me. And um, another one of my honorable mentions has has me with that same dilemma. Uh, But we'll talk about that when we get to dishonorable and honorable mentions. so yeah, Fay Farm, and it's just it's slated to come out spring of 2023. So I don't know when in spring is if it's if it's going to be March or if it's going to be beginning of June because some of them start till uh, like the third week of of June. So who knows when in spring is coming? But I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, all right, let's do our number ones. Jordan, what's your number one? My number one is Redfall. Oh, ho, 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 ho. 
Redfall or Riot, let me tell you. I, if they don't tell me on the 25th when Redfall is coming out, I'm going to be so mad. My feelings going to be hurt. I am so excited to get a new co-op game. And you got vampires. You got just the overall art aesthetic. It, Yeah, I am so excited. Let's go. Yes. Redfall is going to be amazing and it's coming out soon. That's what I'm going to say. Soon. I don't know. We'll find out on the 25th. <laughs> looking back on all my games all of them are 2023 2023 yeah yeah that's fine or coming soon most likely 2023 this is the only one that has like an actual date so we'll see all right uh victoria what's your number one atomic heart really it is because probably that whole like cold war historian thing mm-hmm. um but also soviet robots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. remember how i like sold cult of the lamb i was like you get to run a cult yeah 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 it's 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 a similar mindset for me it's like soviet robots like i just fixate on the one thing i'm like that's very cool and the art style is gorgeous but... i mean but it worked I bought Cult of the Lamb because you were like, you get to run a cult. And I was like, who? You get to run a cult and it's cutesy and wholesome. <laughs> like, what could be better? <laughs> but yeah, Atomic Heart, very into the art style. Um, I like alternative tellings of the Cold War. And that's probably why I like Fallout. I, you know, there's just deep things there. But um, the idea that they created this like hive mind of robots and the Soviet Union won uh, World War II in like 1941 with a lot more Russian blood. So it cost cost a lot more lives and getting into these robots that then became a hive mind. And what do you do at that point in time? So I, I like, I like the idea of Soviet robots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that that's coming direct to Game Pass, right? Or no? I think it is. It is yeah. Look. I hope it is. That'd be nice. And it's it's coming soon. Yes. Uh, I think in February. Oh. I think so. So I've got. I want to play that too. I. That's why I, I kind of remembered it was coming to. Um, it's coming to Game Pass. Um, is that co-op or no? I haven't even looked. I can't remember. I can't remember. No, you don't have to look. I'm just remembering. Um, I'm excited to play that one too. It didn't make my list, but yeah, I'm excited to play that one. Um, yeah. So yeah, and 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 it's easy to sell me on things by by giving me weird like like bits like Soviet <laughs> robots, and I'm like, oh yeah, Soviet if I didn't want to play that before, I really want to play that now. And yeah. you know, running a cult. Yeah. Um, the and but the. I, What's been weird lately, and then I'm going to tell you what my number one is. What's been weird lately is the fact that um, they've made a lot of games that were, that are kind of more traditionally difficult, cute, right? Um, to to give them give them a different aesthetic to to kind of I wonder if it's to draw people in who wouldn't normally play that game like Cult of the Lamb, right? And Tunic and Tun- Tunic. the Souls like game led by a very cutesy little woodland animal. 
And that made me mad because I played Tunic when the demo first came out like four or five years ago at like PAX or E3 or something. And it was not a Souls-like. It was not a Souls-like. So when it came out and they were like, it's a Souls-like, I was like, what? I've been waiting five years for this game and y'all made it hard? <laughs> I was mad and I still haven't played it for that reason because I'm petty <laughs> and I'm mad about it and I'm mad about it. But um, so between Tunic and like Cult of the Lamb and then I recently started playing Death's Door um, because I love the I love the aesthetic, right? And you play like a Reaper Crow um, who has to go off and fight demons in order to get the spirit back that it got stolen from it. So it's like Grim Fandango meets Dark Souls meets old school uh, meets old school uh, Legend of Zelda in terms of the maps, not in terms of the gameplay necessarily, but more just in terms of the maps. A little bit in terms of the gameplay. Um, and the interesting thing is my mom, uh, my mom came to visit for Christmas and she's still here. And, um, yeah, I had to say that. And, uh, <laughs> she came into the room one night and I was playing Death Door. She was like, this is so cute, that bird. And I was like, uh-huh. She's like, I want this game. And I was like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> no, ma'am, you do not want this game. And so she sat down to watch gameplay. And because the boss that I was fighting then, I think after I died like the 10th time and started to figure out like all of the different tells at each stage of the battle. And I was like, okay, now I think I can figure out how to beat this boss. She was like, you're still fighting this boss. I was like, I told you, you don't want this game. This is what this, this is what this kind of gameplay is like. And she's like, and you have to start over every time. I was like, yep. Um, so yeah, she did. She quickly learned that souls likes were not for her, <laughs> but oh, man. yeah, yeah. Um, but my number one, Jordan and I share this one Redfall, Redfall or Riot. I refuse to believe Redfall is not coming this year. I know that they will give us a firm date and it will release perfect. Um, on the date that they give us on the 25th at the Xbox Direct. And I refuse to believe anything else because I need to be Layla. Now, the only problem is, is I need a squad to play this game with. And everybody that I play like shootery games with, I have three, two solid, one kind of sets of folks that I play shootery games with. And none of them play these kinds of squad-based shooters. I mean, they might play them for like a little bit, but then they go back to playing something else. I need a better class of friends. <laughs> I'm just playing y'all. Um, but I need another I need another group of friends that are going to play this with me because I need folks that are going to play Redfall with me every time I want to play Redfall. That's what I need. I need to, I need that in my life. So I'm a, I'm gonna be taking applications for Redfall friends, um, starting immediately, starting immediately, so that I can play Redfall. I'm oh, just, all, all I gotta say about it'll be perfect on day one, Bethesda. That's all I gotta <laughs> say about that. <laughs> Look, they did they did promise that Redfall would come out before Starfield, so you got that going for you. 
<laughs> it's gonna come out December 31st and they're gonna be like 2023 um <laughs> made the date that's right it's supposed to come out quarter one so um <laughs> got it yeah we got it it's gonna be fine it's gonna be maybe if we're super lucky it'll come out during spring break I don't think you can be that lucky I can't be I know I know <laughs> or maybe I could just take a week off I am so down for this game. I love co-op shooters. Um, I mean, Warzone was like my first intro to kind of more competitive shooters, and I had a lot of fun with that, but I always go back to the co-op, like squad-based mm-hmm. ones. The only that's thing I mean. I'm a little creeped out by is the robot dog, and that's probably because of Black Mirror, but... Mm. hmm mm-hmm. I'm so excited. So I am willing to squat up to fight these vampires whenever. I appreciate you. And it will come out this year. <laughs> I appreciate We believe. You. We believe in Bethesda. They will come out with these games. Vampires gonna be falling out the sky, coming up through the ground, all kinds of all kinds of shit and shenanigans. But you know what? I'm gonna be Layla, so it doesn't matter. Also, I realized I lied. This is coming 2023. It also does not have an exact date. So literally nothing on my list. Not yet, but it will next week. (laughs) It will have a date next Wednesday. It is going to have a date. They're going to give us a date on Wednesday. So we only have to wait like seven-ish days. And they're going to give us a date. And we're going to know what date is going to release perfect. That's all. That's all. All right. Honorable mentions. Do we have honorable mentions? We could just run through our honorable mentions. We don't have to go. We don't have to go round robin. Do you have honorable mentions, uh, Jordan? I do. And again, kind of cheating. Um, anything from the dev team at Overcooked and Team 17. Um, I don't actually have a specific game, but they've been coming out with Overcooked DLC yearly. So whenever that happens, we're pretty much playing it and finishing it within two days. Um, I mean, I love Overcooked, so I'm super excited. I hope this is the year of them announcing something um, new that they're making. Mm -hmm. But even if not, Overcooked, always down for. Yeah, Um, I'm with you on that one. So much fun. Uh, But then other than that, the other ones are ones that are honorable mentions because... Like, parts of them have me really excited, but then there's something that's always like, hmm. So the first one is Jedi Survivor, because the first one, uh, this is the sequel to the uh, Jedi game that came out a few years ago. Uh, I played the entirety of the first one, and the main character was pretty bland, didn't Mm -hmm. get super into it. I loved the side characters. There was so much backstory and character building with those characters. I'm like, why aren't we following these characters? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I'm hoping that we explore a little bit more of that. And then in terms of gameplay, like it was the first game that I was like, wow, uh, I didn't have a ton of bugs or anything. And it just felt like I was playing in a Jedi. Um, and just the gameplay felt super smooth and solid to me. 
Um, so yeah, that one's honorable mention because who uh, Calcast is not my favorite. I really love the side characters, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and then the other two is The Wolf Among Us 2 and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Mm. Um, the Wolf Among Us 2 is interesting. I played the first one way, uh, when was it? I think 2016, 2017? It was forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I played it, um, I was in one of your classes and I wrote about it and I definitely had things to say about it. Um, but I definitely love the comic book art style. I'm interested to see where they take it, um, especially after Telltale Games. So definitely not in my top five, but mm-hmm. not something I'm not keeping my eye on. Um, and then Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, obviously, I've played a lot of different Final Fantasies. Um, Square Enix is annoying me right now. Mm-hmm. Um I refuse to play 16 because black people don't exist in that universe. Yeah. Yeah. So that was in my top five and then a bunch of stuff started happening. So it's, it's frustrating and it's annoying. Um, Final Fantasy seven is interesting. Crisis Core was the first Final Fantasy I played. It was the first game that like got me emotionally attached to characters. And I got to the end and I was like, Oh my gosh. Wow. This is what games can I have an the, the Crisis on? Core remaster or the original? Oh, uh, the original. Though I did get okay. the um, remaster because I'm interested to see. I haven't played Final Fantasy VII the original, but I do know what happens. And then I did play the original Crisis Core, so super interested in where they're taking it and what they're going to change with this remake. Um, but yeah, that's why it's an honorable mention. Like, definitely got a history with it had a huge impact on me i'm interested to see to see where it's going but also yeah frustrations mm-hmm. all right so i am also looking forward to storyteller which Ooh. is just a cutesy little puzzle game that's coming on the switch mm-hmm. and i'd like to lay on my couch and just play it because I like cutesy really little, I like cutesy little puzzle games. Yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. That looks like a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that one too. I'm excited to see that one too. <clears throat> okay, that's your honorable mention. That's, that's my honorable mention. That's your honorable. I mention? only got one. You only yep. got one. I only got, got one. I got you. Um, so my honorable mentions, um, like I said, Starfield was one, but that's only because. I, I, I i'm not even gonna talk about it it's gonna come out day one it's gonna be perfect uh it, that's uh, right it, I, I, i'm not gonna bust nobody's bubble for anything in their top five um but uh persona uh three portable and persona four golden the re re-releases i don't even think they remasters just re-releases um that are coming out this week um, cause everybody knows my sad story about how I never got to finish Persona 4 Golden cause my Vita got stolen. And then I was heartbroken cause I had so much time in it that I never went back and finished it. So, um, but I'm not blowing my top five slots on re-releases. Um, the other honorable mention, um, oh, I had two other ones, uh, Exo Primal, um, is another, again, another squad based 
I, I need a better class of friends. Another squad-based shooter where you, you get to like run around in mechs and shoot dinosaurs that come out of that come out of portals in the sky. I'm I, sorry, you know, what how did I miss this? <laughs> you got mechs, you got dinos, you got co-op. Yes, it is exo primal. Um, again, it's another one of those released in 2023 games. And I need to play that because mechs dinosaurs falling out of the sky and squad base shooting um even if it's horrible i think it can only be good <laughs> i know i don't know what i was talking about new number one new number one that one <laughs> even if it's horrible it can only be good um and then the other one that i forgot to put in the show notes and i thought about as we were talking hades 2 hades 2 I loved Hades. I keep saying I don't like those kinds of games that I don't like. Um, I don't like uh, like twin stick, twin stick shooters or top down like top top down roguelikes. I do because it's just got to be the right kind. It's got to be the right kind. It's got to have the right art style. It's got to have a story behind it. It's got to have me engaged in ways other than just fighting through. Um, and then when they announced Hades two, I almost lost my shit. Um, I was like, I need to play this now. Um, so that is also on my, on, that's on my honorable mention, not my dishonorable mention, like Starfield. <clears throat> yeah. So <laughs> those are my honorable mentions. Um, Jordan, so I hope you're adding uh, Exoprimal to your wish list at this point. Um, <laughs> I've added multiple, but yes, that is one. <laughs> so um I've added, I, I too have added multiple uh, games to my wish list, um, including Deliverance Mars, which I've seen a million times and hadn't added yet. Um, and then For the King 2, which somehow went directly over my head. Um, and Avatar Generations, I've been looking at every time it kind of gets announced, um, like every time I see an ad for it on my phone, I'm like, I need to play that. Um, maybe something can 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 break my... Uh, my uh, Marvel Snap Jones. Some can break my Marvel Snap Jones. So that's our. We did good. We didn't. We didn't have forty-seven um, honorable mentions. Okay, I did have a couple, but we didn't have forty-seven honorable mentions, and we had five good games. I think each, um, including some that we know are going to come out day one in twenty twenty-three, the way that they're supposed to, even though they're from Bethesda. Um, <clears throat> I appreciate y'all. This is fun. Um, and maybe we can we can kind of make we can kind of play some games together since there are uh a few a few uh qua uh a few um co-op games, a few co-op games that we can uh, perhaps get together and play and have some fun. Um, but uh I appreciate y'all for um uh, for coming up with these lists. And sharing and sharing your most anticipated games of 2023 with us. <clears throat> so I guess that's going to bring us to the end of what is episode is it? I'm a look 239 episode 239. Um, and y'all, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I did not message y'all yesterday, but yesterday was our 12th anniversary. It was the 12th anniversary of Not Your Mom's Gamer. Congratulations. I never thought I'd be doing this for this long. 
I was kind of shocked when it popped up on my calendar. But yay. Heck yay. yeah, congratulations. <laughs> so I I think that this uh is a great episode to bring us into our anniversary week. But I appreciate y'all for um chatting with me tonight and i'm really looking forward to episode 240 and y'all until next time stay warm stay dry and as always my friends game on Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs>
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 